0: everyone welcome this evening amanda grace here with you i'm gonna be bringing my co-host marty grisham who's already been cracking jokes uh before we started so he is in rare form tonight we don't know what's gonna happen but here he is
1: here i am hey amanda
0: hello
1: well good to see you it looks like your wall behind you is beautifully decorated
0: oh that yes Uh uh-huh Yep, we, we, we had one of our staff come out and she wanted to just go to town with the flowers.
1: Nice, it looks very nice.
0: Thank you. Yep, and I found pictures <clears throat> and other things. So, yeah, so, yep. so we're good. Just, we're, we're going with it. We're
1: going Who's with it. is that a picture of you up in the we see your top right corner? Is that Somebody, you? Hold
0: a portrait artist <clears throat> made that of me with, with uh, Moses as a baby. And oh sent it to me as a gift.
1: Oh, I think I think I know them. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Yeah, yeah, they're my friends. Yeah, they're from um mm, Connecticut. Yeah, it's G- I think Jason and his wife. Yeah, she does a lot of portraits. She's they're really great. Yeah. They
0: are. So I I have it hanging. I loved it so much that we
1: Yeah, it's really nice. Really uh-huh. nice. They'll and love that.
0: Cyrus's <clears throat> mind is right here. There's the other half of Cyrus
1: the other half the better <laughs> half or the worse half
0: i'm not sure <laughs> i'm not sure so Marty. well
1: how have you been good that's all of them all of america wants to know amanda grace how has the day been because today is your 15th wedding anniversary with chris how has your day been going
0: it is <clears throat> my day has been going good um I tell people I've done 15 years of hard time in this marriage. (laughs) And Chris laughs every time I say it, but that's what I say. Um, And so, yeah, 15 years today. Wow. Yep, 15 years. And we're celebrating it right before I speak at Faith Assembly in Poughkeepsie, New York, tomorrow night. So I'm going to be there speaking.
1: Yeah. I thought uh, I saw so someone made a comment and said that you were, com- you were coming
0: yep, I'm going to be speaking <clears> there <throat> seven o'clock tomorrow night. Oh, there we are. So this is uh this is very special because uh, I was at this church 20 years ago and the Lord has brought me back. So that's so great.
1: That's really, really
0: great. Amazing. So yeah, me and Chris, I made Chris, Chris loves. Now we're going to spark a huge debate, Marty. Uh-oh. Because some, we're gonna have to open up in prayer at some point, but some people call we it do.
2: sauce,
0: some <laughs> people call it gravy. So and uh the chat may erupt on this, but so I made Chris the the sauce with the meatballs and the sausage. You know the the uh, yeah you know, Sunday sauce, and uh because that's one of his faves, so I made that for him, and we're gonna eat after. So yes, mm-hmm. so
1: do you you call it sauce?
0: Well, I have part of my family that calls it sauce and part <clears throat> that call it gravy. Okay. So it's it, it it's just been a long standing. The, the chat is erupting with sauce, sauce, Italian sauce. Oh yes. So, but yep, it's our anniversary today. so that's what I did for Chris.
1: That's it great. Was, that's really good.
0: And we'll do something over the weekend, but it's been uh, yeah, it's been it's been nice today, so it's been good.
1: Mm
2: -hmm.
0: Chris went to the gym to work out. Okay. With Alan.
1: (laughs) Alan. (laughs) So, yeah. That's a sight. I would love to just sit over and watch Chris and Alan work out. That sounds like fun.
0: Oh, I'm sure. It's just a sight to behold. Let me tell you. It's a sight to behold. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Mm Mm-hmm.
1: Well. Okay. I think it's my turn to open and pray. It is your turn. Yes. I know you keep a good account of that. So let's go ahead and jump in and let's just give this time to the Lord. Praise God. Okay. Father God, I thank you for our dear sister, Amanda. Father, I thank you for Chris and Lord, whatever Alan is doing at the gym. Lord, just protect him. Hallelujah. (laughs) Father, we just thank you that your hand is upon us. Holy Spirit, we thank you that you give us the words to say, let no words come from our mouth that are not of you. Help us. Help us to keep our heart and our mind and just to speak the very gospel, the very truth of your word. Lord, we thank you right now in the name of Jesus for not just the anointing and the glory to settle upon us to do what we need to tonight, but for your very presence to be upon everyone, everyone that watches this, that even right now that your presence would just settle upon them, cause clarity in their heart and their mind and understanding the spiritual truths that we share tonight. Father, we thank you for your ministering angels to be set around each and every one of us to keep us and protect us in the precious name of Jesus. We thank you, Lord, for a great night. We thank you, Lord, for direction, direction on how to fight, how to stand, how to reestablish your body, your church in this nation. For I'm sensing the anointing now to say it is a night of direction. It is a night of direction. (laughs) Ha ha. Oh, temasi tolami kolewiki. Lord, so we thank you that in direction sometimes comes correction, insight, reproof, and instruction. So we thank you in the precious name of Jesus for divine direction tonight. And that the words that Amanda and I share, that they will help many, many people get in the direction that you have for their lives in the precious name of Jesus. Hallelujah. Amen. Praise God. Praise the Lord. That That was sweet. Praise the Lord. Mm -hmm. Well, caption this, Amanda. You have me a good one tonight?
0: Oh, I think I have you a good one. We'll see. We'll see what you think about it. But I think I've got you a good one tonight, Marty.
1: Okay. Mm-hmm. I think I've got you one that's probably the best work I've ever done.
0: Oh, boy. This is going to be a doozy, isn't it? Okay. So, oh, okay. so, okay. So, we'll, let's see. Do our my picture first.
1: Okay. Okay.
0: Caption right. this, Marty. Okay. That's I'm, I'm making it sc- One of our I'm rescues.
1: Making it big on my screen right now. Okay. <laughs> Okay, I'm thinking Chris and the horse are thinking the same thing, and they're both thinking, what's that smell? <laughs> That's what I'm getting from that. What do you think? I mean, I, I I can just see Chris looking at you and saying, what's that smell? And I know the horse is thinking that. Yep. Mm-hmm.
0: It looks I'm like sure. Chris got caught doing something, and the horse is going, it wasn't me.
1: Oh, someone me? said yeah, like neighbor. Maybe they saw a neighbor. Mm-hmm. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Oh. What else you got, Amanda?
0: Well, we've I, I haven't seen yours, Marty. You oh, got wow. a sneak peek at mine. Marty, Marty,
1: Marty. <laughs> 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 wow, that's from the last what was that? What in the world? This is really great though. Oh my goodness. There's two leading ladies right there. Just it's really If
0: that ain't a photo bomb, I don't yeah. know what is, Marty. <laughs> if that ain't a photo bomb. Yeah. That do you know what the caption is? She said, What? Yeah. That's yeah. the
1: caption. That's the caption. Princess Dewey wants you to wants to basically you know, <laughs> wants to be able to see in the word what you're saying. She needs some scriptural support. Yeah, that's what's going on.
0: Yeah, yeah, apparently. She's been <laughs> convicted. She has felt the conviction, Marty.
1: That's what's happened.
0: Mm-hmm. Thanks a lot. You're going to get it for that one.
1: <laughs> yeah, yeah. That's a good one. <clears throat> well, I mean, you sent me a lot of dogs and cats for a long time, so yes. I'm really enjoying the horse now. It's a good change.
0: Yep, yep. We're, we're changing pace a little bit. No pun intended. Yep, we're changing pace.
1: <laughs> <laughs> well... What's been on your heart lately? We've been covering praying for the nation for some time. Oh my goodness. Yes. Um, you've been getting some, I've, I've been, I'll tell you, I've been getting some stuff, you know, but what have you been, you've been getting some stuff. Now, my wife told me that you had something recently for Oklahoma. So is there anywhere like you would want to just talk about what you've been getting? And because, you know, we've been touching praying for the nation, so we could always pray some even any specific areas that we have that we want to bring light to.
0: Okay. I'm going to go to, while we're talking (laughs) the word of the Lord that I had. Cause I know Jenny saw this one.
2: Yeah.
0: And I think it was. Hold on, it was right in between. Here it is, the twenty fourth. Okay. It was the twenty fourth, Marty. So as we talk, I'm going to look because I know there was a particular okay. piece okay. in here that he, we wanted to discuss.
1: Okay. Well, okay. I I I will cover if you t- if it take you another minute, I'll, I can cover. It's really okay. interesting. So we had you uh, join us on a morning time alive with um, Loudmouth Prayer Nation. Yes. And we're going to invite you back soon. And maybe over the next few weeks, we can have you back because we had a great time. (laughs) Okay. And just between this show that we do and having you together on that show, the Lord has been talking to me more about the nation. And the Lord just recently began to talk to me about the Church of Satan and the occult. And Mm -hmm. witchcraft in this nation. And the word of the Lord recently came to me really strong and basically said he's going to start cleaning up the dark water stream. Now, the word stream was really interesting, Amanda, because, you know, um, I know Dutch Sheets and others they've talked about and even some in the world that I follow, you know, uh, and grew up for 20 years following we talk about different streams in the body of Christ. Doesn't mean there's great division, just means there's different streams. And we believe the more we come into unity, which is the plan of the Father in this time, that these streams are going to come together more and more. And that's, I, I truly believe that's the plan of the Father. As many other ministers, which i you could say their names, they're believing we're, we're to come together more and more because the great harvest is going to take this culmination of us coming together. So we have these different streams in the body of Christ where the word of the Lord came to me and talked to me about a dark water stream, the mm-hmm. stream of the church of Satan, or really that of the occult, that yes. it was a stream too. And I found that was really interesting. I'd never seen or heard that before until I'm saying it out of my mouth. And But it was a dark water stream and that it's flowing beside us in this nation. And we can look over From the stream of light that we operate in and see the dark water stream the bitter water stream that they live in and the lord basically said they're deceived many of them now there are some of them that have gotten over far enough where their hearts have gotten very darkened and they are more than just deceived but many because of harry potter and all of the occult that's been pumped through media and books and all these different ways through movies that's just been shown to these generations, the last two generations, I would say. Because of how that's been done, many are deceived because what happens, Amanda, is people, when they're made in the image of God, Genesis 1.26 says, I'm going to make man, mankind, humanity in my image. Well, God's spirit. So when he created us, he created us spirit, you know, that lives in a body, has a soul. But because we were first created spirit because of that, we have a hunger for supernatural. Yes. And so when all this occult teaching and all this occult trickery of, you know, bewitched and just all the movies. Oh,
0: Galatians, who has bewitched you?
1: Yeah, oh my gosh. Yeah, I know. So this has been around forever, you know, mm-hmm. 2,000 years. And so in all of that, you have people that in that stream of dark water that's deceived. They don't know. Well, do you know what's going to straighten up darkness? Light. I believe our stream is going to get over and overtake theirs. And the Holy Spirit said to me that he's going to suck up all that dark water out of that stream and make it a dry bed, and he's going to clean up the occult in this nation. I'm telling you, he spoke that to me so strong. I don't know the timing. I don't know what all has to take place, but I believe it's going to happen. And I believe we are getting just, if I can say it like I'm from Louisiana— just supernaturally ornery enough to begin to step up and take our place with the authority of Jesus' name.
0: That is the key. Yeah. Ornery. Ornery. Uncomfortable. <clears throat> restless. Yeah. And the Lord will allow it to get good and uncomfortable. Yeah. To, to compel you to move. And that's what's happening right now. The Lord has allowed it to get so good and uncomfortable that. The body of Christ has to be compelled to make a move right now. And those that don't want to because they're tied in with with other serpents from other agendas, they're going to fall off. They're going to fall off. They're going to be left back. They're going to be waiting in the kiddie pool because of, of what's going on. You know, this is the time where. It's going to be the hardest part but the most rewarding part of the race. Yeah, for sure. It's here. Yeah. Okay, I found fa- I found it and this kind of ties into what you were just a little bit what you were saying. Um this was from May 24th, 2023 and I'm just going to say by the power of the blood of Jesus Christ, by the spirit of the one true living God, may only the truth and power of almighty God with authority now come forth in Jesus' name. Okay, praise God. Mm-hmm. It says from the word, I, lo- I, the Lord thy God, have issued a judgment on a scroll of gender agendas. That scroll is being taken into the earth, says the Lord, and the biggest scandal mm-hmm. um, to hit their agenda shall cause a gaping hole deep in the soil of their movement and it shall expose who has been hiding under the cover of rainbows for there are serpents that have moved underground and dragon suits worn as well as a Roman that is funneled underground to such. They have a window says the Lord a small window to repent to turn to me and free them of the captivity of such perverse spirits for per- perversion attempt its next slither and you shall see a faction of the pulpist pulpits stand with the serpent and they shall be connected by a common thread of weakness that was in their midst however i the lord thy god am grabbing that serpent by the tail and whipping it out and casting it back to the desert from which it came all capitals Yes, the desert, says the Lord. Those who in their religious beliefs speak against such who are of the Middle East have been feeding this serpent of perversion in America. And the pulpits shall be split in two, and the stage is fractured, and a stepping down of many, that's capitalized, including in Oklahoma, says the Lord, Texas, Arizona, says the Lord. The Bible belt shall put on the belt of truth once again, says the Lord. And he goes on, and I'll read this just this next paragraph because it goes with it. For I, the Lord thy God, all capitals, am truth, and my truth shall be put in the mouth of my people. Victory shall come from truth, not from outmaneuvering the enemy, for that will tire you before the finish. Truth as a sword is what shall gut the full belly of lies of the nation that they have gorged themselves on. And three in Congress and two in the Senate shall be involved in such scandal with a cover-up and with deals with nations who despise America. The draw shall come up, it shall be exposed, and Congress shall be turned over, and what is on the bottom shall come to the top, says the Lord. And he goes on about they violated what's sacred to him, so he goes into that also.
1: Yeah. Wow. Praise God. Mm -hmm. In some people's mind, they're thinking, what do we do about this? I mean, this is, you know, Mm -hmm. and and God's, you know, God's taking care of business. He's doing it through our prayers. That's why the, the Bible clearly says, when you pray in the Holy Spirit, the Holy Spirit can make intercession through you with groanings that cannot be uttered. He can give you, The the perfect way to pray that you don't even know. So it's not that you're limited. It's actually you're unlimited. That's what's so beautiful about being able to pray in spirit, pray in the spirit. And you follow the the flow and the fluctuations of the Holy Spirit when you pray. So these things you're you're talking about, this exposing and, and God making these big moves, a lot of people don't know they've been praying these things out. A lot of your followers, a lot of the people that are in the remnant today, that are awake and praying and and putting together prayer groups and st- making the stand, it's a large part of God being able to unveil and begin to to clean up this darkness is because the people are praying, That's praying right. for the nation. Yeah. Mm-hmm. The well, I, go ahead. Hebrews. uh Oh. The
0: the if the. F- effectual fervent prayers of a righteous man availeth much.
1: Yeah. yeah.
0: Mm-hmm. Availeth much. <laughs> yeah. Much. Okay, Marty.
1: Um, I spoke at a church. What is today? Today's like Tuesday. Mm-hmm. Saturday night, I spoke at a church. We, Jenny and I went to the church, a local church here in town. Mm-hmm. Jenny and I went to the church, and we were in the green room for a while, maybe a good 20 minutes before... You know, the pastoral staff come to see us and lead us on to the next thing. And so we ha- we got there a little early. So we just started praying in the Holy Ghost. Well, this church really flows in the prophetic, and they really make a strong stand for the office of a prophet. So it was kind of cool because not every church, Amanda, you, I you know, not everywhere you go, not even every conference you go to or place you go to really makes a stand a strong stand for that prophetic voice to be able to do its job. So we're standing there and I'm just walking around the room and I could just feel the prophetic begin to move upon me. And I had a little mini vision and I saw like a Creek bank dried up. It was almost like, you know, when it gets really, really dry, it's like the old mud on the Mm -hmm. bottom. It's so dry. It has those really big cracks It's just these big cracks in the mud that you're standing on. I looked down and saw this completely dry bed of a stream. Of a stream. Mm. And it was cracked everywhere. And the Lord said to me, downward slope. Almost like someone going down a slide. But going down. Downward slope. um, Losing the things of the spirit. He began to talk to me, and I began to see specific churches. I began to see specific ministries. I began to see things, and the Lord said to me, many ministries and churches over the years were founded upon the office of a prophet, but have since then has walked away from admonishing, reverencing, and giving honor to that ministry gift. We have to understand, everybody, that it's not just an office. It's a gift. It's an office you sit in, but it's a gift to the entire body of Christ. And the gift is not the prophet's office. The gift is the prophet, Uh whether it's a man or a woman, whoever it is. That person in that office is truly the gift that Jesus himself gave. Ephesians 4 says, and he gave those five gifts. So what does a gift mean when it's given to the body? It means something to bless, something to better, something that should bring growth, joy. Christmas morning, you're opening gifts, how joyful it is to start tearing into them. And you get surprised. You get this note of joy. You, you know, you have this great moment that you remember for years, right? Christmas morning. Well, in the body of Christ, every day should be Christmas morning, because we've been given these five gifts, these gifts that Jesus himself hand-selected these people to be able to bring joy, to be able to bring power, to be able to bring training, maturing, to bring stuff to the body of Christ. What I saw was ministries had pulled away the ones that were founded. This is what he said to me. The mm-hmm. ones that had been founded upon the prophet's office that helped establish those ministries. Those ministries have pulled back from the prophetic, Amanda. Mm-hmm. And because of that, I saw they were going to dry up. And I was standing in a stream of ministries that were founded upon the prophet's office, that has walked away from that office and walked away from that gift to the body. And that stream was completely dried up. It's pretty mm-hmm. wild. Yeah.
0: That is wild. Because yeah. what does a stream do? It flows so when a stream dries up what stops the flow the flow of that stream Mm -hmm. which flows into something a stream always flows into a bigger body of water unity unity exactly so when that dries up that flow no longer is going into that bigger body and that's happening quite a bit it's happening right now
1: yeah
0: or it's we're definitely. starting to
1: you know even oh Lord how much liberty can I speak even in the world where you and I a man is like uh oh Marty it's okay it's okay man <laughs> <laughs> even in the world where you and I are around a lot of people yes there's such um uh, irreverence for gifts. Because there's a lack of understanding and a lack of knowledge of those gifts mm-hmm. and that those gifts have so much to bring, so much to help the body mature, come together, and to fulfill the work that's in front of us. The more we can teach on the ministry gifts, all five of them, and show how wonderful that pastor is, that pastor and those anointings, how wonderful that teacher is. We don't talk about that teaching gift enough. Oh, it is such a beautiful. Jenny and I went to a church here in Tulsa a while back, and there was a true gift to the body of Christ, a lady who stood up and taught for about an hour and 10 minutes. It was so beautiful. That gift was so, and it was so the simplicity that just came out, of just mixed in the practicality of the word. It was beautiful. All of these five gifts, we need to teach on them. We need to talk about them. We need to get people to understand that when you reverence it and you give heed to that gift, you're allowing Jesus to bless you because he's the one that gave the gift. Amen. I just said something. Jesus is unable to bless a lot of people because they're not reverencing what he's done for them. Amen. Now, what we we don't want to throw this into the extremism of, oh, the gifts are everything. No, they're not. They have a job. Mm -hmm. The body of Christ, everyone in the body of Christ has a job. So I'm not trying to throw this so far over to be, oh, you got to follow and do, you know. No, we just want to stay balanced because there's been such, uh, with one or two gifts calling the shots for a really long time, Mm -hmm. there's been a lot of gifts that have not been um, developed in spiritual understanding by the body of Christ.
0: Well, yes, and all five, let's put it this way. I believe for a church to properly fire on all cylinders, all five have to be in operation together, working together in accordance within the the within the um, context of each gift. And so its it's kind of like when you have a, Oh, you're going to have a symphony. There's going to be a concert, say, at Lincoln Center, right, in New, in, in New York City. And you've got what? You've got the section that has the brass, the trumpets, and the French horns. And, the, and then you have the string section with the cellos and the violins and the violas. Then you've got the percussions, right? You've got the drums. And you've got the piano. So you got the keys, right? And then you've got those win, uh, what are they call windwood or something like that instruments, where they they are. Um, it's like um, the oboe and the flute, you know, and the clarinet. When all five of those areas in one symphony all play their part, something really beautiful, and orderly, and amazing comes out together. But if you only have, say, the trumpets and the violins and the violas and the cellos playing, you're only gonna hear two-fifths of what the the other pieces of the concert you're not gonna hear, the other sections, because they're not operating. So you're only gonna hear those two parts, which makes a very incomplete concerto. Does that make sense?
1: Makes really good sense.
2: Mm-hmm. <laughs>
0: So it all has to play together. It all has to 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 in in an orderly fashion, operate together yeah. to to be really powerful and make some really loud noise that deafens the enemy's camp. Yeah. Mm-hmm.
1: And, and what we're talking about is the Word of God. Mm-hmm. The unity that you're making reference to of how those ministry gifts come together. Now, the Lord spoke to me maybe almost two years ago, it's been a while. He said, you will not find unity in the body of Christ until you find unity in the ministry gifts working together. Because they're leaders. And what do people do? What do sheep do? Sheep follow a shepherd. What do people do? People follow a leader. And so when you have the five leaders, those generals in the body of Christ, when you have those functioning and operating together, and promoting unity where they can see unity. The body of Christ can see unity with their own eyes and hear it with their own ears. It will cause them to run towards unity. And so, but the unity we're talking about is all through the New Testament, all through the Bible. It's all in there. And so it's in the word of God. So my question that I've been chewing on lately, and I think I might have told you, was one day we're going to stand before God. Mm -hmm. And he's going to look at us and he's going to say, what have you done with my word? Mm -hmm. I think there's going to be such a reverence when we stand before the father for his word. I think many will be shocked that they're always looking for, you know, something else or the right show or this or that. But the whole time we've already been given the word. I believe when we stand before him, whether it's that great day of judgment or just whatever that is, we might not even be able to look up on him, you know, still might not be able to. But as we stand before the Father, I believe he's going to ask that question. What have you What have you done with my word? I gave, I sent my word to heal you. The word of God has everything in it. It has the unity in it. It's got healing in it. It's got the power in it. It's got the anointing in it. It's got so much in it. So I believe that's going to come to the place when we come up to this great harvest. How do we use the word of God How do we use what God has given us to do our job?
0: Well, and also when we talk about reverence, right? Yeah. We're talking about walking circumspectly before the Lord. Now, what does that mean? Carefully. Mm -hmm. Meaning you know who he is and you know who you are. And he's far above and his power supersedes all. And there is a reverence for that. You walk carefully before that. If you'd walk carefully before the leader of a nation, and what you do even more so, you should before Almighty God. And what happens is a faction here has gotten sloppy and they don't that they take that circumspectly part and that reverence part out of it, you know, where in a way they they cause the people to, to ignore that part and think they don't have to do that before the Lord and they don't have to walk circumspectly and they don't have to have reverence and they don't have to acknowledge God is holy and they can sort of do whatever <laughs> they want. Yeah.
1: yeah. The Bible talks about the fear of the Lord
0: is the beginning of wisdom. It's not
1: the fear that people mm-hmm. normally think. It's a reverence. Yeah. It's reverencing the Lord in services You can show up and just not reverence the Holy Spirit, not reverence the Lord, not reverence the Word. I told you about that time I'm in a church service in a church that I've gone to a few times. I'm sitting there, and just the presence of Jesus comes up near me, and I'm grieving. I'm grieving. I'm I'm, I feel His grief, and I'm like I've never felt anything like that. And I'm almost about to cry, and I'm almost doubling over. I'm sitting down. And I'm I'm just like what is what is going on, and in that I uh, I asked the Lord, Lord, what am I feeling? What am I dealing with right now? And Jesus said this to me. He was standing almost like on the left of me, and He said, "They've not even said or mentioned my name today." <laughs> Do you see how? Much reverence just even in the blood and in the name and the redemptive work that he's done for us. How much reverence just in the word of God that we should have on a daily basis. And let me tell you, when we individually in our own life, when we grow and mature and we begin to reverence, you know, what was it in the, what was the, the Jewish culture? Correct me if I'm wrong. You know much better. Don't they not even say God?
0: Yes, the name for God, there's like, I think a little hyphen in the middle or something. Yeah, of it or even write his name. Even, yeah, they won't even speak it. Yeah. The proper name, they'll quote yeah. the proper name of God. Yeah, yeah. they won't out of complete uh, fear and reverence
1: for the Lord. And, and someone could say, well, Marty, that's not really for us today. You know, us good old Gentiles, that's not for us today because, you know, we're so close with our Father. But it's not about that per se what we're talking about. It's just that the reverence that they had, they had their whole life revolved around Jehovah. Their whole life revolved around the God of Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob. Their whole life, they would, they would, they would, at nighttime, all of their children and all of their grandchildren, would hear the stories of God. They would hear the stories of Abraham. They would hear the stories of the Exodus. They would, they would always just be pouring out this reverence and this honor for God and his glory. Much of that's been lost. And so that reverence will cause God to propel you, to heal you, to move you, to reposition you. It will open up the fullness of God's blessing in your
0: Yes, it will and I'm looking up something right now. Um, okay, there it is. okay, so let me just let me just go to Leviticus for a minute.
1: as you're doing that, I'll just tell I was um praying a while back. this was a few years ago
0: mm-hmm. and the
1: Lord said to me, he said, don't ever miss praying over food and quit making it um, without reverence." said, even when you pray to me and you ask for the blessing of the food and you thank me for the food, try to do it in a reverential way that you're actually, you know, don't just make it, okay, Father, I ask you to bless this food in the name of Jesus, let's eat. You know, there's no reverence in that. No. So not that I've done perfectly in this, but the, you know, it's just the heart. And why did he tell me that? Because he's trying to get me to a place to use me and bless me and and to pour out his blessings on me. And that's based upon me also just acknowledging and reverencing him.
0: And I think that's why every day when I pray in the morning. Yeah. I. Acknowledge even when I when I come on and I pray when, when we do broadcast that Almighty God sent his, Jesus, his uh, so, one and only son, Jesus Christ, Yeshua HaMashiach, to the earth and the word became flesh and dwelt among us. Because speaking that before Lord is the Lord is reverencing what he did. It's saying, I know what you did, Lord. I know what Jesus did. I am not forgetting that. I'm not throwing it to the side. That goes a long way before the Lord when yeah. you do that. Now, I'm going to read something interesting from Leviticus because this sparked my mind a little bit when you said that. Leviticus 10 Then, now remember Aaron had two sons That were corrupt They did not want To walk circumspectly before the Lord If you remember Aaron's two sons were, were were You know, were crooked Basically And so In Leviticus 10, verse 1 Then Nadab and Abihu, the sons of Aaron Each took his censer And put fire in it put incense on it and offered profane fire before the Lord, which he had not commanded them. So fire went out from the Lord and devoured them and they died before the Lord. And Moses said to Aaron, this is what the Lord spoke saying by those who come near me, I must be regarded as holy and before all the people I must be glorified. So Aaron held his peace.
1: Wow. Wow. must be regarded
0: as holy right there in leviticus the lord says it yeah you come near me you must regard me as holy
1: wow it's 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 kind of you know i I did a series recently called the revealed series and basically Mm -hmm. in that like the moment you got saved what happened god revealed himself in you so and you know the reverence in the old testament even for the ark of the covenant but today we are a walking Ark of the Covenant. So I can understand. Oh, look, that's a really nice one.
0: Wow. just call me Vanna for a minute. I'll show it off. It opens up. Would you like to tell everybody what was in the Ark of the Covenant quickly, Marty, before we continue with that? We are walking Ark of the Covenant. Go ahead. Oh, okay. What was <laughs> in the Ark of the Covenant was three things. So the blossomed, um the blossomed almond yeah, the almond branch that blossomed to show Aaron was the was the Levitical line. Uh a bowl of manna and the Ten Commandments was in here. Okay.
1: I got pretty stale. <laughs> um
0: and it was manna, not grits, Marty. Go on.
1: Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and the presence of God, the glory, the Shekinah glory. Mm-hmm. which he's placed in us. So I can understand how we're walking vessels. We're walking sanctuaries of his presence, mm-hmm. of his spirit. So I can understand how easy it could be that we get overly familiar with God, that we could lose the reverence of God, but we should never, we. Should, I mean, but when we wake up to needing the reverence, we need to run back to it. We need to run back to it. Like Amanda, let me just say this. Yes. Just reverencing even how God does things. When you read 1 Corinthians 14, probably the number one chapter in the entire Bible that talks about when we in the New Testament assembly together in a church or an assembly together, how things should flow and how God should be in control and how things should the order of a service. The very last verse of that whole chapter in 1 Corinthians 14 said, and let everything. So after many, many verses of talking about what to do in services, the very last thing was let everything be done decently and in order because God is not a God of chaos. No, he's not. He's a God of process. He's a God of line upon line. He's a God of a firm foundation. Well, there's no chaos in a firm foundation. Christ, that he was planned. That wasn't like God just had the crazy idea one day. I'm going to send my son. Hey, look, no, no, it was planned. It was predestined before the dawn of time that Christ would do what needed to be done. So all of this was planned and process and all of that taking place. It wasn't chaos. It brought security. It brought stability. And that's the same that we need to be having in services today let everything be done decently and in order but in the decent and in order the holy spirit is still supposed to be the one calling the shots and sometimes he'll mess your hair up and sometimes he'll untuck your shirt and sometimes you'll get a little just filled with his spirit too much you can't stand up and sometimes you'll just laugh and sometimes you'll cry and sometimes the spirit of God will move up in the crowd, and everyone will sit there twenty minutes and not say a word, not even a child say a word. But have you ever prophesied? And when you prophesied, people were doing this while you were prophesying. Not
0: a while, no. It's like you could you could hear a pin drop.
1: Many when the times I've hits seen. Me
0: real time, and I go off. Yeah, yeah. It's like
1: many a times pin I've drop. seen because they, and it's not because their hearts doesn't know. They just don't know any better. It's not that they were trying to do bad, but people need to learn how to reverence the things of God. They need to learn. And when we come together in assembly, they need to learn the right way to reverence the spirit of God, give heed, have the fear of the Lord, of the things taking place in the room. I have seen where a minister was ministering to people and people would just walk around the church and talk. You know, now I love for people to stay hooked up. Like if we're doing a healing line, I love for the people sitting out there to maybe point a hand and just pray and stay hooked up, pulling on the Holy ghost that he's getting to minister healing today. You know, amen. Amen.
0: You know, Marty, this is an interesting question uh, from Melissa and I'm going to put it up for you. Okay. How do you pray the way you're speaking of if you've never prayed much in your life? Okay, good question, right?
1: Yeah, good question. So what, so I'm, I'm confused. So what way are we speaking right now? So
0: Okay, how do you pray the way you're speaking of? Like how, how do you, if you've never prayed much, how do you start praying this way? What is a,
1: yeah. Okay, well, okay, so that thank you. Um, mm-hmm. I would first and foremost, um, I would study and just look into one of the most important prayers A prayer of consecration. The prayer of consecration is very, very important because it's you emptying yourself that he may fill you. Amen. But but the praying needs to always be based upon the word of God. Now, John said, John said, Beloved, I wish above all things that you prosper and be in in hell Mm -hmm. as your soul prospers. Well, the prosperity of your soul is by you renewing your mind upon the word of God. So for me to answer her question the correct way, I would go to the word of God and I would learn who Jesus is, what Christ did for me, how Christ is in me, the redemptive work that he did for me, what did he save me from? I would learn... um, When Jesus did the death, burial, burial, resurrection, and ascension, what was purchased for me? What does Jesus now do that he's before the Father making intercession for me right now as a mediator and an advocate for me right now? Okay, another one. I would learn what does it mean that I have and what does it look like and what rights do I have and privileges that I can now come boldly before the throne of grace? See, when you learn who you are, that Jesus is going to bat for you even now as an intercessor for you, when you learn who you are of all that you've received when you got saved, that moment you got saved, when you learn that you have the right to come boldly before the throne of grace and tug on mercy when you need it in in time of hell, when you learn that you've been made alive, um, Ephesians 2, made alive together raised up together, and you're now sitting at the right hand of the Father in Christ Jesus in a seat of authority, when you learn all of these things, I'm saying prayer is going to be simple because you're basing it off of your new identity. And in correlation, you are not trying to reach out and grab the Father. You are so one with him, moving with him, walking with him, functioning in this lost world with him. You're an ambassador because he placed himself inside you. So I would say the best way to learn how to pray would be to learn who you are. Amen. I just said a lot, but that's that's a very long answer.
0: Very thorough Mm -hmm. explanation, Marty, because, you know, people want to know, you know, I tell people to prayer is a dialogue with God. Yeah. He wants those communication lines open people think, oh, I have to sometimes say these very fancy, intricate long prayers. No. Dialogue line has to be open between you and God. You call on him, he answers you. You call on him, he answers you. My sheep know my voice. As strangers, they will not follow. So he would rather have it open and you be in constant communication with him every day so he can teach you then you closing it off because the enemy has convinced you. Well, you don't need to do that or or you have to, you know, you have to, you know, pray. So it's sometimes, you know, flowery and elaborate when the Lord wants you to be direct. Mm-hmm. And to mm-hmm. the
1: point. Yeah. yeah. The Bible says he who knew no sin. Mm-hmm. I'm about Jesus. Jesus who knew no sin literally on the cross became sin for us. It became a curse. We might now. So what did I just say a minute ago? And with Amanda, we're talking about who you are now. So he who knew no sin became sin for me and you that we now with a change of identity, we now, it literally says we become the righteousness of God in Christ. That means we have this beautiful, perfect relationship with the father It's called a right standing relationship. You're not wrong standing. You're standing in the right place because you're standing in what Jesus did for you. So from that place of right standing, Jesus became sin. And that's the, one of the biggest problems with people's prayer life. They don't know Amanda, that the sin problem has been taken care of. So this is another great answer to the question she had. The sin problem has been taken care of. So what you're dealing with is a sin consciousness. Now, I'm not saying you don't sin. I'm not saying you might even have a habitual, habitual sin. I'm not saying that that's not happening. But as far as your ability to communicate and stand right with God, there is no sin keeping you from that. The only sin is just that, that, that's going to be stopping you from walking with the Father is the sin of not receiving Christ. You can have sin in your life and still come unto God. And in the middle of it, because see, we can't get ourselves all fixed up and looking perfect before we go talk with God, because we're never going to get perfect in walking. Never, never, so never, why don't we never. just run to Him, Abba Father? Why don't we just run to Him as the loving Father that He is and pour ourselves out, even in the middle of our sins? Just pour ourselves out, and then as He's putting Himself in you more and more, you'll find those sins just fall off. You'll just shed them. Like just, they'll just begin to just one by one because you're spending time and anyone you spend time with a man you're going to start talking like them. You're going to start walking like them and you're going to start thinking like them. And that's why the father says, I've taken care of the sin problem. Your only problem is a consciousness of sin. Shut that down. Get your mind in line with my word. Renew your mind and spend some time with me. Just talking normal. So here's the answer again. Just talk the same way we're talking here. Throw all the consciousness of your past. You may have done drugs. You may have slept around. You may have been married three times. It doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. Whatever the past looks like, when you receive Christ, that sin problem is taken care of. It cannot keep you from running to the Father and having this beautiful relationship. And from that relationship, you'll get the healing you're looking for. Now I'm speaking by the Holy Ghost directly to people right now. There's healing you've wanted, but you're not going to taste it and taste and see that the Lord is good until you begin to spend time with him. Because from his very presence is that healing and that touch that you've longed for your whole life.
0: Amen. You know, I, uh, when we, you know, go to uh, do events together, Marty, and reawaken America is another thing. Well, many times I have people come up to me and say, Oh, I need prayer for direction, and one God, of the I first questions I ask them is, "How much are you in God's word with Him?" Yeah. And I, when I ask that question, I've even had people roll their eyes. <laughs> I've had people roll their eyes oh. and go, "Well, I, I'm, you know, I'm not in it, you know, as much as I should be, or I'm not in it very often." If you want the Lord to direct you and order your steps, then you need to start filling yourself with his word. Because this brings direction and clarity and discipline and a host of other things. And so filling yourself with his word is a good way for the Lord to turn you in the direction you need to go. You know why? Because you will be more submissive to the turn when you're not feeding yourself this and you're giving your time to so many other things, you will be rigid when the Lord tries to turn you and give you that direction because your soul is not opened up to in your spirit to hearing where the Lord wants you to go. And you will ignore that voice because you've clogged up your ears and you've jammed up your soul like the California freeway. And you've got nothing to unclog that. You need the word to unclog all of that so things flow. So I tell people, you want direction? Get in the word of God every single day.
1: Reverencing the word. Mm -hmm. The same way we can reverence the spirit of God. The same way Jesus came to me and said, they've not even said my name today. and He was so grieved because he wasn't being reverenced. His precious name, the name that provides everything for us. It wasn't it being reverenced. It wasn't yeah. being feared. It wasn't um, being honored. And we have to do that with the word of God, because I'm telling you, we're going to stand before him. I'm going to say it again. We're going to stand before him. It's going to be a great day. And he's going to look at us. And we think he's going to start the conversation sometimes with, well, I'm going to pull back a video and show all the good and all the bad you've ever done. But what if the conversation starts like this? What did you do with my word? Yep. I believe there's going to be much more emphasis and more, much more reverence. That's the right. Father is His Word. Jesus was the Word become flesh to dwell with us. This is the very center of our life. The Word of God. If you'll reverence it, you won't even need to go find Amanda in a big conference of four thousand people. If you'll reverence the word and you'll right. give heed and time to it, you won't need to ask for direction. Now I'm not saying there's anything wrong because people do ask me for direction yeah. and help. And I, I love that. And I, I call them many on the phone and I email, I have my staff helping. I'm not saying did not do that. I'm just saying all of us, even me, all of us, we can give more heed to it. We can spend more time with the Lord because at the end of the day, he is our guide. He's the one. He wrote the plan. He's very simply can reveal it to you.
0: Very simply, yeah. he can reveal it to you. And and when you mature in his word, mm. you're more willing to, to move in the direction he wants you to go, especially when it's him taking you for you into unknown territory. He knows it. He knows it well. And that's where trust comes in where he's leading you right in, into into a new chapter, into what he's prepared you for, into what he's been readying you for. You are much, when you train up in the word, it is easier for the Lord to lead you where you should go. Example, when a horse, because we have many of them, has to be broken in. When, when a horse is a, it's born and it's a cult, Um, And it grows up and it comes time that the horse has to be broken in um, to be written. If you try to get on that horse without teaching it about a saddle and bearing weight and carrying a person, it will buck and kick and flip and throw a fit and it will not listen to you. It will not the horse has to be trained. It has to be taught about the bit and 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 the halter, right? And the bridle and how in the direction you turn when, you, when you've got the reins in your hands, what direction you ever so slightly turn, the horse is taught to move with that. When you apply pressure, the horse is taught to move. When you pull back, the horse is taught to stop. So it takes time to train a horse to do all this. And once that time is put in, You can do all of that with a horse and the horse is going to listen because it's been trained in that way. But if you try to do all of that with the horse when it has never been trained up to do so, it is going to kick and buck and rebel and not listen at all. And that's what many people out there are like, where they haven't been trained up and then they want the Lord to to put this on them stewardship and weight and all these other things, you know what happens? They kick and they buck and they can't take it. Yeah. Cause they haven't been taught to submit.
1: Yeah. Wow. Yeah. And submitting to the word of God, letting it do what it does best. Mm -hmm. It is a substance. It's a nourishment. And I've taught a whole series called the Grow series. A lot of people really love the series. And I taught about the Word of God being a bread. You know, man shall not live by bread alone, but by every word that proceeds out of the mouth of the Father. But even now, as wonderful as that series was in my mind, and many people loved it, I see now that I probably could have conveyed it with more of a reverence because this is the precious Word of God. It is the answer for everything. It's not just a nourishment and a meal to my spirit. It's the Word of God, God, you've heard it said, well, the two guys shake their hands and say, all right, what's the deal? You know, I'll, I'll take care of you. We shook hands on it. I'm a man of my word. God is the God of his word. Oh, he, he's bound by his word. He will take, he will shake a covenant hand with you. The moment you get born again and you step to in Christ, he's shaking a covenant right. hand with you and saying, now, trust me, follow me. I'm a God of my word. If my word says it, it settles it. I'll do it for you. Only believe. All things are possible to they who believe. To believe what? Believe God's word. His word is His will. His word is His promises. And in Acts 19, Paul is in Ephesus and he is preaching for two years. He is teaching, he's casting out devils. He's in the synagogues for three months straight preaching. At the very last verse that I want to talk about, verse 20, real simple. It says, the word of the Lord grew mightily and prevailed. This is what the word of God is supposed to do in our lives. It's supposed to grow mightily and prevail. There's no obstacle. There's no problem. There's no persecution. There's no people. There's no situation or circumstance that the word of God cannot overcome.
0: Thy word is a lamp unto my feet and a light unto my feet. My path, yeah. Mhm. It illuminates so you can see where where the heck you're going.
1: Yeah, for sure. Mhm. We've all been there, haven't we?
0: Yes. Oh, yes.
1: What's, what's the next step? Mm-hmm. What's the next thing to do?
2: Mm-hmm. Yeah.
1: Just go get in the Word. Just spend some more time in the Word. If you ask yourself, if I was just head over heels in love with God's Word, how would I act? And then just do it. That's right. If it was a love letter to me from a spouse that had to go overseas for, you know, like we just had Memorial Day. How many letters of beautiful men and women of God or, you know, men and women that went overseas and to serve our nation and to fight for our nation. And they would mail home letters. It probably still happens today as much as it ever has. And today there's probably phones and there's video and there's WhatsApp, and there's all these. But there's many, many years where they can only write a letter. And I assure you, when these wives or husbands, when they were to receive this letter, it was everything to them. Do you think, Amanda, they read it one time? No. no they no. read it. They read it. They went to bed with a light reading it. They, it was everything to them. Yeah. If we reverenced God's word that way, if we truly took it for what it is, that it could prevail in your life and overcome everything that comes your way, how would we act? Yeah,
2: Because
1: yeah. we're going to stand before him and he's going to say, I gave you my word. What have you done with it? Now, I think this is the divine direction that I began to get prophetically when I was praying. Of just trying to get people, because, I mean, you prophesy. I prophesy. um, A lot do. And it's easy for that People to say, "Oh my gosh! Oh my gosh!" Right? Because I tell you, I hear people talk more about Amanda prophesied, but I, Amanda teaches all the time. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? But I don't hear as many. Oh, Amanda just taught on this topic.
0: You have to. You <laughs> have to. You have to teach. Also, yeah. that's part of the office. Sorry, you have to teach. You just can't. Yeah, you have to. It it becomes so imbalanced when you don't. Yeah.
1: For sure. For sure. Mm-hmm. Because you're doing all spiritual and not not the word and you'll, you'll just, your prophecy will get off. Everything will get off. It will There'll be get a complete off. imbalance if you don't have mm-hmm. the two working together because the prophecy is just, it stands upon the foundation of the word. But so many though, so many are, and and they just, they're, they're needing to be taught. They're needing to be taught how to balance the word of God and to reverence it first and foremost. I'm not saying don't give reverence and heed and be appreciative and enjoy the prophetic. Or healing ministry. I've got friends that have powerful healing ministries, and people like they all they want to talk about is oh the you know the healing ministry is so strong, there's such a great anointing, there's signs and wonders and miracles. That's great. Did they preach and teach? Well, yeah, about an hour. What did they talk about? Um, well, I don't remember. But man, the miracles were crazy, beautiful, and glorious. Okay, but what did we give the most reverence to? <clears throat> He wants us, I'm telling you by the Holy Ghost, he wants us to get back to a place of reverencing the word. Mm -hmm. There is Mr. Atlas himself. (laughs) I can't help it. Um, He couldn't help
2: it. He had
0: to come running down here, Marty. He's watching and you just fired him up.
1: You look properly pumped up.
2: Yeah, um, I can't help it. When you're talking (laughs) about this... The bird. Yeah. And yeah. I said, Jesus is the bird. Yes. And one thing too. The bird is written. Yeah, Why? Um to Jews no Jewish people. Jewish people, yep. All the way to Adam are writing it and he gotta do right one vengeance is wrong he starts
1: over if
0: one sentence is wrong writing the torah they have to throw it away and start all over if they make one mistake writing the torah
1: that's
2: reverence mm -hmm. so written to us yeah by the word Jesus. Wow. Wow. Follow him and the word. You've got the power. Yeah.
1: Mm hmm. I'm sorry. Powerful. Oh, no, no, you're good. Don't be sorry. That was wonderful. Thank you, Chris. Okay.
2: it's nice to see you. Nice right to see you. Too. <laughs> My,
1: my beloved good to see you too <laughs> <I can't wait.
0: laughs> and there he goes that was chris's cameo goes. for the evening yeah there he goes mm-hmm.
1: cyrus is up next and then we can finish the
0: cyrus other. has <laughs> fallen off his bed and is sleeping on the floor right now
1: oh my god
0: he's just rolled right off the bed Marty just the wind of the spirit hit him with all this and he just
2: went whoop <laughs> oh
0: wait he said up he the Spirit,
2: there
1: you go. Wind of the
0: spirits, Iris. Come here. Oh, <laughs> are you going to come to mama? Come here. Come here. Okay. You want to say aye for a minute as we're ending? Let me see if I can get him. Oh, I know you're sleepy. you sleepy. Look, he can't even th- I'm telling you.
1: When he's, he's sleepy, he's spirit,
0: just like, You want to come up? He's like, All right, come on. Come on. Come on okay come say hi you big behemoth to oh,
2: everybody
0: See, oh my goodness boy. i know you just rolled right off your bed you were so you were just so touched <laughs> by the lord <laughs>
1: <laughs> well amanda sure. it was a good show tonight praise it God. was yeah. praise the lord it's just, um a friend of mine he said if it's not simple it's not from jesus Just simple. There's a Mm -hmm. simplicity in Christ. Yeah. The word of God is simple. Now, I know you go off and you begin to read it and you've not read it or studied before. It could be confusing because the King James guys, you you know, but go go run after the Amplified version. Go check out the New Living Translation, the NLT, beautiful translation. And I bounce it off of the New King James. I work the two together because the King James... You know, I'm kind of founded up on that more, but the new living will cause the Word of God to make sense to you more. So I just want to encourage people, because sometimes they're like, "Well, you know, I okay, I, I see, I've got your direction tonight, God. I want to spend more time with the Word, but when I read it, I'm confused. There are so many translations, the the Bible in Basic English, you know, the Contemporary Version. I mean, there's the NIV. There's so many translations, and I know all of them aren't perfect, but a large part of it is just Getting the heart of God, getting the heart of a loving father that's just crazy about you. That's a large part of it as well. Amen.
0: I agree, Marty. I agree. And I do. I use the Amplified. Yes. New King James. And I even look at the the New American Standard, but from 1995. So I go to the version that was from 1995. And I tend to look at that one. Yep. Also. So get in the word.
1: It's been said that the Amplified is the Queen James. Really? Yeah. Well, that's, I say that. (laughs) That's cute, Marty. Very cute. Well, I mean, it's just over a lot of words, a lot of extra talking. There is. Yeah. Probably the queen.
0: Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Because women just love to talk. Right, Marty? Yes.
1: Just as parentheses and just going on and on and on. So, okay. That's a bad joke. So.
0: Yeah.
1: Yeah. Well, if Jenny's listening. Yes. I'm sure (laughs) she's listening. (laughs) <laughs> well, hey, Jeannie okay. and I, we love you and Chris. We appreciate you. We appreciate love Ark you. of Grace. Your whole staff is just wonderful. We've got to spend a lot of good time with them at this last conference in Miami. And I have to say, all of your staff, such a pleasure. I mean, they're just wonderful. I'm just, it, it really touched my heart of how oh, much yeah. they just reverence they God. Do. They love God. They do. They're just excited for the things of God. So it was a it was a great conference
0: it was praise god and 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 praise god marty that we just you know we were just able to do the work of the lord do what yeah. we were supposed to do so praise the lord for that yeah
1: absolutely so mm-hmm. well, okay have a wonderful night we'll see you soon okay you too.
0: god bless you marty and jenny
1: you
0: guys. okay and that concludes grace out loud for this evening Um, it is always so insightful when Marty comes on and it's true. We have to teach right now too. We have to teach the word in that office. We still have to teach. It is so important because if you don't understand the ways of God and, 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 and the heart of God, prophecy won't do you much good. So you have to put the two together. So we thank everyone for joining us tonight. Um, we will be announcing, uh, probably later on in the week, we will be back on. So we will making announcements for that. Once again, tomorrow night, I'll be at Faith Assembly of God in Poughkeepsie, New York, starting at 7 p.m. I'm looking very forward to this. So, um, I hope to see many of you there and God bless everyone. Keep the faith. Armor up according to Ephesians chapter six, Psalm 91. I say it every single day, Psalm 91, a lot of power, a lot of power in the word of God. Speak it, speak it. Death and life are in the power of the tongue. We need to speak it right now. This is a sword. There's a reason it's called a sword, the sword of the spirit. It's that precise. It is that sharp. And so we have to utilize it. Pick up the word and utilize it. God bless everyone. Have a wonderful evening. And I have to tell you something. They work.
2: And wow, he's boom! (laughs) Uh, He got power. I said, "No way!" And I don't know. I said, "Amanda, what? What did you do to him?" (laughs) So it's good. If
0: you are looking for an excellent doctor, if you are looking to get healthier if you are looking to understand why the things in your body operate the way they do go to sherwood.tv forward slash grace doctors mark and michelle sherwood of the functional medical institute in tulsa oklahoma are there to help you with all of your medical needs in fact i am a patient of the Functional Medical Institute and God bless Dr. Sherwood because Chris was a tough nut to crack on this. But after over a year and a half, Chris is finally on board, he is a patient of Dr. Sherwood's and him listening and and implementing what Dr. Sherwood has taught him has made a difference in his life. So if you are interested and curious as to what they do, if you'd like to make an appointment, if you'd like to see what products they have because they have some amazing products, go to sherwood.tv forward slash Amanda Grace. Thank you. you want to support an amazing patriot that's doing so much for our country and be a blessing, you can go to mypillow.com and use promo code ARC. ARK, to save up to 66% or sometimes more off of all my pillow products. They are so much more than just pillows. They have amazing bathrobes. They have sheets. They have slippers. They, of course, have pillows. And they even have dog beds. And I will tell you a fun fact. Noble, our pig at the Animal Sanctuary that many of you know and love has indeed slept on a MyPillow dog bed. So if you'd like to be a blessing, go to MyPillow.com and use promo code ARK. God bless everyone. If you are looking for advice on financial matters, if you think gold and silver is something that you should invest in, go to bh-pm.com today. Andrew Sorcini of Beverly Hills Precious Metals, who's been on Arc of Grace many times. He loves to answer our viewer questions. In fact, he's answered all sorts of questions about gold, silver, the markets, even the real estate market, he's been kind enough to answer questions about. So if you would like more information, if this is something you would like to invest in, please go to bh today. That is bh-pm.com. Hello everyone, it's Amanda Grace. I'm here to talk to you today about this incredible product that I use every day called Power Team. It is 130 raw superfoods. And I have to tell you, it is one of the most amazing products I have ever used. I take it every day. It helps me with energy. It helps feed my cells at the cellular level. It helps me with clarity and focus. It helps with so many things and functions in your body, including your gut as well. So if you would like to learn more about this product, if you would like to learn the 130 raw superfoods that are in this product, Please go to the link below or you could go to arcofgrace-ministries.com and go to our shop section and you will find Power Team there as well. Thank you, everyone. at our sanctuary. They also have outdoor ones. They actually yield 30% more and grow the vegetables three times faster. So if you would like to learn more, go to amandagracegrows.com. God bless. Hello everyone. It's Amanda Grace. I'm here to talk to you today about reawaken America. I have had the honoring and humbling privilege of being able to be part of reawaken america since the first one was had at rima bible college in tulsa Oklahoma, in april of 2021 i have watched so many moments happen for the glory of god at reawaken america we have seen people healed delivered set free we love to pray for people at reawaken america we have had the honor of praying alongside some amazing people Marty Grisham from Round Mount Prayer, Pastor Todd Coconado, who also deals in deliverance. And we have seen people's lives changed. We have seen them set free. We have seen people who are come seeking. And the Lord says, when you seek, you shall find, and you knock, the door shall be opened unto you. They have been seeking, and those seeds get planted for the glory of God at reawaken America. The Word of God says it is the knowledge of the truth that shall set free you free. And this is what we are doing at Reawaken America. You get biblical truth, you get a foundation of the Word of God, and you also get necessary information right now to help you understand what is going on in America and the world. And I am humbled and honored that General Flynn and Clay Clark would even let me be a part of this. And People need the word of the Lord in this hour. That is what they need. They need those who are willing to boldly stand up and with the conviction and the authority from God, speak the word of the Lord into their lives. It is a catalyst. It is life changing. And and we praise the Lord that we have continued in this and we hope to see you at upcoming events that are happening this year. We hope we get to pray over you at these upcoming events.